Today our guest is uh, Eva Huygen. Uh, almost. <laughs> uh, help me. Huygen. Huygen. <laughs> um, bachelor student of the University of Utrecht, right? Yes. And uh, yeah, telling us uh, about uh, her view on uh, this, the student's life in the Netherlands, really. But you got graduated already. No, oh, I'm in my uh, final bachelor's project thesis. Oh. Uh, Do you want to tell us you. something about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm Eva Huygen. Um, I know <laughs> uh, that sound is very hard to pronounce. Uh, that's a Dutch sound, I believe. Um, I'm a fourth year student. Um, my bachelor's is computer science, uh, which is originally three years, the bachelor's here. Did it take you three years? Because you said, uh, theoretically three years. <laughs> I have the feeling that it took you more. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in my fourth year. <laughs> um, oh. And that's also very common, actually, among students to take one year longer uh, to enjoy the student life a bit more. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, nice. I will get into but that. your course is in English or Dutch? Um, so um, computer science is taught all throughout the Netherlands uh, and some cities are in English and some are in Dutch. Um, Utrecht is Dutch, um, but many teachers are uh, yeah, uh, speaking English. Uh, the books are in English. Okay. Um, What do you oh. mean that you have teachers speaking in English? Some foreigners teachers? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Also Experts. with uh, very interesting accents. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> uh, sometimes hard to understand. Um, yeah, so we are actually expected as university students to really being able to switch um, from Dutch to English. Also, uh, at the start of many courses, a teacher would ask, hi, is anyone here who does not speak Dutch? And if there is even one, then he switches in uh, English. Oh, that's, that's so a, nice. Yeah, But like, nice. how many internationals do you have in your course? So um, it depends on the course because some courses are in English, uh, some courses are in Dutch. Mm -hmm. um, the English courses have some internationals, uh, but most people in my course are just from my study. But does it mean that, okay, let's say that I want to start the um, university year in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that I need to search for English courses or I can just show up to a course and I will expect the teacher to switch for me to English? Uh, well, um, I would suggest still searching for um, English courses, mm. uh, maybe because it, my major is very English oriented, uh, that they are more flexible. But for example, is history, um, oh, I, yeah. they wouldn't switch. I see what you mean. Yeah. There are English history classes, yeah. but... Mm. Yeah, yeah, if it is an IT course, uh, yeah, I get it. If it is a history of yeah. <laughs> literature, don't expect them to switch your English for you. Okay, I get that, I get that. But before you, uh, we get to the university, um, when I first moved here, I found the um, school system a little bit difficult to comprehend because here you define the schools in HBO, ha, HAVO, HBO, etc. Do you know these terms? And can you make a comparison with, I don't know, high school, you know, what everybody else sure. calls them? Um, so uh, at the end of elementary school, 
which is when we are 12. We start elementary school at four years old. I believe that's also different in many countries. Um, so at the end, when we are 12 years old, uh, we get an advice from our teacher, uh, which level we can go to. Um, there are three main levels and, uh, let's say smart, smarter, smartest. (laughs) (laughs) I find it crazy, but it's amazing to hear. I heard this uh, story before it's, uh, yeah. And, um, the smart level has a lot of different levels within that level, uh, which depends on, um, yeah, the level of smartness, I would say. Yeah. I don't want to call it smart. But <laughs> yeah, no, but I get it. It's, it's easy to comprehend. <laughs> I mean, the the way we define smart here, I guess. Um, so there is... Um, mm, I'm, I'm struggling to find... But, but like yeah. you, you say that the, you have smart, smarter, smartest. Is it like the teacher advises the smart person to go to Habeo and then the other one go some something else? Yeah, so um, the, the smartest is advised to go to the highest level. V- which is what? VWO. VWO. Do you know what it stands for? Voortgezet wetenschappelijk onderwijs. Okay, it wouldn't make any, <laughs> doesn't make any difference to us. Exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> This is uh, a guess, actually. Uh, I should know, but it's not important. Yeah, no. Um, So VVO is uh, six years of high school. Uh, We don't have a middle school. Um, And after the six years of high school, you can apply for a university. Mm. Um, So that is the, uh, you know, um, pre-education for university. There's also... Um, HAVO, H-A-V-O, which is the middle category. Um, And that one is five years. Um, And then there is VMBO, VMBO, um, which is four years. Oh, so it's like four, five, six six years. Okay. Um, So the smartest has to study the most, apparently. Yeah, the the longest, yeah. And I mean, they just get more to study because they also study longer actually. Um, and there is a way to switch if you think you can do more. So if you finish, for example, HAVO, which is the middle one, uh, you can say, okay, I want to do the highest level VWO. Um, and in order to do that, you have to, because you uh, finish at the fifth grade and then you have to go to the fifth grade of VWO, and then you can do the sixth grade. So you have to take one year longer. Okay, so it's like until four years, they are the same. Uh, no, so um, yeah, they here in the Netherlands, they um, group people very soon already um, in groups of, okay, how fast you can learn, basically. Um, at the age of 12. They yeah. give you a suggestion yeah. at the age of 20, Un- how fast you can learn. Yeah, but uh, until the age of 12, we have the same. After that, it's, um, you know, um, VBO is also harder than um, VMBO. Okay, but if someone wants to go from the um, 
what was it mbo bo mbo is the minimum level okay yeah exactly so if someone is uh, studying mbo and wants to go to the highest level which was the highest level fbo yeah and then um, they study four years is there a chance to go from the lowest level to the highest level there is a chance and i have heard people doing that but Mm -hmm. it just takes a long time um it takes four more years which means you are 20 when you graduate high school and here we are 18 years old um unless you skipped a grade or had to stay behind for one grade and okay. and depending on uh, uh, correct me if i'm wrong depending on which one you you graduate which high school you go to that defines which which bachelor you can go to right uh, yeah um uh, i should first explain the schools you can go to so after the lowest level you can go to mbo almost yeah it's a similar name um i know that uh, meaning uh, of of that word, uh, but I don't know the, the translation in it. it yeah. It's schools for hairdressers, um, manual manual work, manual work, mm. uh, but also IT if you want to. So there are many options, um, but it's also for some sort of skill or craft. Um, and the middle one after Havo, it's HBO. Ha- HBO, mm. and um, there are some studies, for example, um, nur- nursing. Uh, but the HBO is exactly the Hoche School, right? Uh, yeah, Hoche School. Okay. Yeah. So they don't call it university anymore. It's no. Hoche School. If you translate the Hoche School, at least uh, the Hoche School where I'm working, yeah, it's University of Applied Sciences. Correct. Right? Yeah, it's applied, I guess. Yeah, That's the keyword, is the yeah. applied word yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And um, if you want to become a physiotherapist or a nurse, you can only go to that school because that's not taught in a university. Yeah. So you were asking me earlier whether uh, you can s- switch. Mm-hmm. So there are also ways to switch from HBO to university. Okay. Um, which might take less long um so for example you want to study history and you graduated in the middle level havo uh, you can go to a hbo studying history and if you finish your first year after that you can apply to history in the university and you get accepted so it's the last year of vvo would say is equivalent to one year in HBO, but it's more applied, you see. So uh, that's that's a way to uh, switch as well. And you, you were asking also for um, how many years it lasts. If you do the middle level high school, which is four years, and the five years, five years, middle, yeah, and the top level is six years, yeah. But then from the top level, you go to university, which is a three, three years to yeah. university. Instead of from the AVO, you study five years high school and four years yeah. uh, older school. So four years applied science, whatever. That yeah. means that you and you finish the university at the same age. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the age that you get out is exactly the same. You finish your study exactly the same um, age, and then both can go to a master, right? Yes. 
Um, but for... wait, before we go to the masters, is it possible to go also vice versa that I study the highest, which was VWO, and then I say that okay, I don't want to go to the university, I want to go to the applied yes, science. Yes, you can do that. Okay, without any trouble. Is it common to do that or not? Um, so uh, it depends. Um, also depends a bit on the opinion of some people's parents actually or the <laughs> environment course, so the... i i'm a bit hesitant to call a school better than the other Wait, this is not our opinion no, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the way the it education is, is organized <laughs> yeah. here um and the general opinion of the society is that university is better than hogeschool okay just because it's the highest level Okay. by the society's standards. Um, but there are people who actually benefit more from the applied approach because yep. university is very theoretical. Um, and that, in my opinion, that doesn't mean that you are less smart. You're just smart in a different way. Yeah. Um, and also in in our in our field, which is development, the students that finish the applied science, they they actually know how to work in a company, because in yeah. those four years they spend a whole year working in a company, mm -hmm. so they know what it means to be part of a team, the latest technologies, what the market asking. So the for the job market, I would say HBO students are more prepared for the first yeah, year. Technically, yes. like they they are more hands-on let's yeah. say but like i had one uh housemate when i came to the netherlands that he was studying in the hoche school and he went actually to uh, do a stage uh like intern and he was in one company with different interns they were doing almost the same job and he understood that those that were going to the company from a university they were getting paid more than the ones that they were coming from the whole school doing the same job so he was actually quite pissed off is mm -hmm. that true like yeah. everywhere um in general you can just ask for a higher pay if you have a higher education yeah um and it just means that you can do more um but in the beginning of course because um yeah so in, in the university there are no internships unless you do it in in summer in your own time uh, but of course yeah the, the lower two schools have a lot of internships uh, so I fully agree with you so in the beginning um, maybe the student who had internships knows more than the other um, I don't know about you know the next couple of years if maybe the university student proves to learn faster and do more in the end uh, maybe that's true and maybe that's why mm. they would pay more but i yeah it, it's true and yeah it's, yeah it's just a conception yeah. that okay the university is better on but, average is true if you have yeah. a higher education you have more chances to get a higher salary for some reason unless you of course here in the netherlands i also noticed that it's not just about the education like it is in italy in italy you know the grade the final grade the final education says most of you i don't know which i don't find it correct but that's how it works but here as an individual if you show that you value i think yeah, you're no valued one cares about your degree yeah. yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, for the beginning, like when you want to start, that's unfortunately yeah. the case. But it's also on the other hand that it doesn't mean that if you go through the university and the higher education, you are like guaranteed to get a job. Because in my case, for example, like I was searching for a job like right in these few months. And the fact that I had uh, I have a master's sometimes was playing against me that they were saying you are overqualified <laughs> because yeah, yeah they they would they can also give the same job to someone else and pay them a little bit less i see yeah 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 that's the case and it can also be uh, not beneficial yeah sometimes but one thing that um, i want to know is you know we got to this point that by the age of 12 you need to make the start the first decision or the teacher give you the first suggestion about which high school you should pick the lowest the middle or the most difficult and that also somehow defines your future defines yes. your university defines how much is going to be your first pay at the age of 12 which is kind of crazy so my question is do we uh, do you have a say as a as a student or as a parent, parent maybe yeah. hey i know that you said that my kid is not smart and would need to go to the lowest level but we don't care we want to send him to whatever the middle level is that an option um well in the end the teacher has a final say actually that's what the schools will see you know the advice of the teacher um, but I've heard a lot of stories, of course, for um, about people who got a lower advice than they think they could have. Um, and in many cases, it was true. Maybe some people are just a little bit late in, you know, developing, you know, the studying sense. You know, some, some guys, for example, like young kids, uh, they have more trouble with studying and they want to play more than girls who in general age a little bit faster um so i would say you can um talk to the teacher mm. um and i guess there are success stories and also non-successful stories and in the end, if you really want to, you can switch maybe in the first or second grade, you have very high grades. If, if for example, you do HAVO and you have only, you know, uh, the, the scoring system is one until 10. So <laughs> if you have only nines, um, then you could go to your teacher and say, well, I have only nines. Can I maybe just, you know, go to VVO? And especially in the first three years, um, I think that's quite possible and I've heard some people doing that, but, um, so there are always loopholes. It's a bit confusing because for us, it doesn't work in that way at all. No, the high school is for us. Well, in Italy, there are two types of high school. Mm -hmm. There is technical high school. I mean, you can, you, you, you have to choose humanistic studies or yeah. scientific studies. Yeah. You can pick between these two, but then there is a, a third one, which is uh, manual work manual studies which is usually for people that don't want to go to university yeah yeah That's also it. for us it, it's the same but like for us it's also like there is the governmental high school and the private high school and like unfortunately the private high school you have to pay a lot but 
the quality of education is much higher. Oh, I see. And so. a lot of people they don't they cannot afford it, and the, those that they ha- they can afford it, at the end they have much more chances. So we we do have high schools who teach all three levels. <laughs> so in like in one high school, one high teach, school you can, they teach all three levels. Different classes have, different but there are different classes. There are different classes, can... different students, but they mm-hmm. teach all three. We also have some high schools who teach only the highest level with Latin or Greek. I went Good to that. that one. Oh wow! Uh, oh. It's not a private school; it's also public. Um, Do you even have like private high schools here? I, I think maybe one or two but not no not really it's not like that people they try to get in there like it doesn't no no matter. it's it's i mean in general um unless you want to go to for example a very popular high school maybe in amsterdam or something <laughs> um you can just get in the high school where you want to go okay uh, for example the the royal family they also just go to a public high school Okay, but like the education, the quality is the same. Like either you go to private or public, it's just. Um, yeah, I mean there is a, a difference between high schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one I went to, they were uh, in general very good. Uh, every year there are some rankings of the best high mm. schools, or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so. It is believed that, for example, if a high school only teaches the highest level, they are the most focused on the highest level. Okay. Uh, you are around people who are also only from the highest level and you stimulate each other. Oh. And yeah, I just want to, I mean, uh, I totally agree with your downsides of this school system that it's already decided and we didn't even talk about when we are choosing about okay with do i want science classes or history classes because um at some point at the age of 14 i believe or 15 we have to choose that and we cannot really switch anymore Hmm. um so i would say a benefit from this school system besides the people who um you know get categorized wrong um yeah if you are around people that are of your level you stimulate each other also um because the best students are with each other in a class they stimulate each other and get even better okay but the rank comes out every year that this is school and that school are like the first rank or the second right mm-hmm. and then if someone wants to register their kid to the like a good rank uh, school is there a test like entry test no. or you can just show up and then register your kid yeah um in my case my school almost never has to uh, so there's a lottery then mm-hmm. if there are too many in mm. my year oh, that was nice. the case um but normally it isn't so sometimes if there are too many they do a lottery um but for example the rankings actually people don't really care because um in general every high school should teach on around the same level okay so i wouldn't say that some schools are really way worse than Mm -hmm. other schools yeah i wouldn't expect that either to be honest 
Okay, interesting. Like, because you are asking the question because it's really different in uh, Iran. Yeah, in Iran, right? I had to take um, exams to enter the good ranked in schools. High, high school? High school, yes. Oh, wow. And like usually the private high schools, they are really in competition with mm -hmm. each other. And then you have to, there are a lot of people that they want to go there and then they cannot take everyone. So they take a test. I see. It's actually really hard, the test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's a, one of the biggest differences, right? Also from Italy at any level, um, well, at high school less, but uh, at the university at least, they saw that in Italy there is a lot of competition and the people that refuse the grades in order to get a better grade. Um, but here in the Netherlands, it's totally not. There is the, they call it the six culture, right? Yeah. Um, Can you tell us what it is? Yeah, so there are people who want high grades, of course, um, but in general, especially as a student, uh, so uh, like I said, our grading system is one until 10. Uh, so 10 is of course the highest grade if you have everything right. Um, but we say a six is the passing grade um, where you uh, pass a, an exam. And there is a saying around students that a six is a student's 10. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Why would you get seven? Like, what would change in your life? Here, but in Italy, it changes. In yeah, Italy yeah, changes of course, also in Iran, but like... In Italy, there are job interviews that you cannot get because you yeah. don't have a minimum grade mm -hmm. in all the exams. You yeah, know? like I'll, I remember that when I was in Italy, like graduating, there were career um, events and like I would talk to some companies and they, they they would tell me like if you have the GPA lower than this, just don't even bother, don't give your CV. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure at some very prestigious jobs, there are requirements like that here. Um, but in general, I would say it's not and it's not really a big pressure that is put on to kids that's so that's so mature to be honest i, I think the system is mature that the kids they think that way yeah it's much more liberating you know yeah. you need to demonstrate the minimum competencies that's it go forward uh, people just want to spend their time otherwise actually just oh, that's so nice fun <laughs> i think that's really right <laughs> yeah but like there is one thing that i see a lot in the working environment is the burnout culture mm. here is it also possible that students get burned out and then communicate that to the university? What happens? Like so medically, what happens when you get a burnout um, from one day until another? You can just not function anymore. You know, you just just feel like you cannot do anything. It mentally, right? Mentally, mm -hmm. so you feel like uh, I'm not speaking from experience, but this is what I heard. So you feel like you cannot even get up from your bed or, yeah, just go to school even. And it is caused by overstimulation of uh, stress. Um, so if you have very uh, much stress for a long period of time, at some point your body just shuts off actually to protect yourself. Um, I'm I'm not a medical student, so if anyone wants to correct no, me, <laughs> no, no, but it, yeah, from external point of view, that's what you see. That a, mm -hmm. a person cannot cannot study anymore, cannot work anymore, cannot function properly mm -hmm. at, the, at either the job or at the university or whatever you're doing in yeah. life. 
because of the high stress yeah and um also my friend he uh, got also a bit depressed which yeah. is also common um and it just takes a lot of effort to do even everyday tasks and it takes a long time to recover and you really have to pick up um step by step your normal life and it it just it's just funny because we uh we're talking about oh you know a six culture and you know everybody here is a bit relaxed and still there is a burnout culture here so it's seems like a contradiction yeah but i see also the reason why uh, if i ask my colleagues i uh, because i'm italian and I, i heard a lot of people saying hey in italy you are relaxed you don't work much but if you go check what my friends are doing uh, that i was studying at the university with in italy you start earlier you finish later our jobs are from nine to five and you have like maybe 30 minutes break depends on uh your uh, job but to me i would think as a dutch person then that uh, in italy they would have one hour break and take a good lunch meal that's, yeah yeah that's true it, it could be, it could be the case but no but for for the lunch most of the time is 30 minutes also also in italy you can take there are some jobs of course that you can take one hour but um, also the university some days i take 20 minutes lunch because i'm really busy some days we stay chatting for an yeah, hour but like you so think about that you have 30 minutes of lunch time in like italy and here it's the same but when i look at the italian lunch it cheers me up <laughs> already <laughs> like my pasta you warm it <laughs> yeah. up right but like here they have sandwiches <laughs> so it's like it's already depression <laughs> <laughs> yeah but in italy it really opens often happened often that you start at 8 30 and maybe at 8 and then you finish at 5 30 at 6 mm -hmm. okay so now you all of a sudden you worked instead of eight you worked at nine hours but that extra hour is not paid mm. you know but here also it happens i have worked like more than five and i never get paid for that it happens it really depends what but officially you're if you say if you say hey it's nine to five it's fine yeah like you know what 99 of the time is fine to me what i see that here in netherlands causes burnout is that is the infinite amount of work that comes towards you and if you don't have to if you if you cannot say no to it you you're gonna be in trouble but in italy or in iran i could see that like others that your surrounding are a little bit aware of how much work they can give it to you but here it's like okay you didn't say no so do it do it do it do it do it and then it's like okay i cannot take it, anymore. it i feel like this is not to do with the job but with the culture of being open and direct yeah yeah that's that's true like for me it was really hard to be direct but i understood like i was suffering a lot like i was on the airplane going to iran and i was like working because i didn't finish my project and i didn't know how to say no because i didn't know how to be direct yeah. they expect that they say hey can you do this and expect you to say no yeah you, you, yeah. To, um, yeah. you know set your limits and tell others about your limits because yeah. others are not as considerate as you are actually. that's very important yeah um and, yeah. That, and then i call it the, the culture of uh, the burnout culture but i believe it's just it's more i, I need to find the right words P people are aware uh, yes mental health awareness I, th i would put it in that yeah. way it's not a culture there is this awareness 
And in Italy, we'll have exactly the same case of burnout that yeah, we would so have here. Yeah, so do you see it in Italy as well? Yeah, everywhere but it should you, be. And what I'm saying is, we're going to have the same, but people don't talk about it. There is mm. not this awareness. And if you feel that way, you are a bit ashamed to talk about it. So you don't hear it that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the um, good side of being direct, I suppose. So... I don't know exactly what causes the burnout. Um, Me neither. Still, I mean, we are just a very fast-paced society. Yeah, it's really like everything I should be efficient. And, very yeah. identify with you saying that there's an infinite amount of work. Yeah. And, of course, the culture, uh, it's very individualistic. But in a way, people um, in private life um, experience FOMO. Do you know FOMO? What is FOMO? Fear Um, of missing out. Yes, a lot. So people actually like to say yes to a lot of things. Oh, okay. And it's hard to say no, especially in your social life. Um, So it's it's actually easier to say no to work, uh, but not to social activities, um, especially as a student. And you were part of a student association as well. What is it? How does it work? Is it like in American films, what we see in American films? Uh, Yes, so uh, it is very much like a fraternity or a sorority, uh, although um, those are not mixed, while a lot of student associations here are, you know, uh, both guys and girls. And there is a whole system uh, behind it. Um, I, I think the first student association started in like 1890 and uh, more student associations at least here in Utrecht uh, came up from 1920 um, and it is um, an association where you can um, go have a drink with friends uh, have a cheaper meal hopefully uh, I don't <laughs> think it's cheaper now uh, and it's has a whole culture so it's a bit traditional Uh, being part of an association means being part of a group that organizes event it's not an accommodation place right so it's um they have a main building which the the building of the student association that is where you go to have drinks um they uh, also have uh, members which have houses you can okay. you can have be a part of a house of that student association, but in general, mm. it's not many houses, and it's also a very competitive. Um, and yeah, it, you're a part of a group, and uh, that group has a board, and the board is a bit portrayed as if they're a bit holy. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so there is a hierarchy, um, and they have a lot of traditions. Um, many of them already exist a hundred of years and um, I feel like we're all playing a part in a sort of play Um, we have to dress up when we come to the student association guys have to wear a suit Um, for girls there are less uh, restrictions I would say Um, also no stomachs or shoulders um, or knees out not, yeah, yeah okay visible yeah yeah it's like but, a church <laughs> yeah well yeah but uh like cleavage that's okay 
So okay. <laughs> strange things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like but, your hair should be done also, or no? uh, there are some associations who say that your hair should be up, mm -hmm. um, but it's not like it's not acceptable for people to show that parts of their body in the Netherlands, but it's just part of the play um, where you have to dress a bit more formal. And um, the board also portrays, uh, yeah, do some kind of plays. There is a, um, a big drinking culture within mm -hmm. the student associations. There are some student associations who have a sort of a theme or purpose. So, for example, there are rowing student associations. Okay, that's cool. Sports related. Yeah, sports related. Especially the rowing ones are very popular. It's really a student sport because not many people start rowing in uh, their youth and actually you can become a um how do you say a, a high rower where you enter national competitions just within the first year you have to do a selection for that but then you can be a part of you know The national rowing competition if you do that for a couple of years and you were very good you can even end up in the olympics actually yeah uh, but that's rowing um and that's also very prestigious but there are uh, and there are also student associations which have something to do with volleyball for example but they have less of the play um of the attitude to it and there are also some uh, of which i'm a member uh, of um that are don't really have a um, purpose more than organized activities and f at first you have a um, week where you have to go through hazing i believe it's in english uh, i call it the humiliation humiliation week <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, and they just um humiliate you for a week and you have to go through that with a big group of, group of people And it's a bonding experience, they would say. Uh, there are a lot of rules attached to it, uh, also uh, by the law, so they cannot touch you. They cannot give you alcohol as well, because that also can go wrong if you have to drink too much alcohol. Um, and yeah, it, some other rules like that. Uh, but within that, they can scream at you and... You know, and that happens. <laughs> but, but they do the, it on purpose, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, it it's just... Again, one big play. Mm -hmm. The people are all playing a part. But it has to have a symbol, right? So yeah. like it, it if it is there and if it is organized in this way, it has to have a sort of a meaning. Yeah. Do you know? It's a tradition. <laughs> I, I yeah. just want to do have a quick disclaimer that not all student associations are like no, that. Of uh, <laughs> uh, not uh, like um the ones who are like that, which would say are about five in Utrecht. Um, they are known for it. For example, the volleyball one don't, doesn't have a humiliation. <laughs> humiliation. Um, well, how do you get into the student association? Yeah, so uh, there are some that are very popular. Uh, they do lottery as well. Uh, and some are uh, doing it like, uh, oh, you have to sign up and the first come, uh, the first come, the first okay. served. Um, but at the most popular ones, uh, At some point, they were so popular that there were very funny videos of people, like hundreds of people running towards the building of the student association. Um, 
yeah, it's it got a bit crazy. So but they, why? Like why people want to yeah, be part of it? So it's um it uh, after COVID, many people really wanted to dive into the social life again. Okay. And especially um many people are not from Utrecht, so they come to a new city and they don't know anyone. And this is a very good way to get to know a lot of people, not only from your studies. That's yeah, a good way. Um, so you just meet people from different backgrounds. Um, but also during the hazing, you have to, at some point, maybe uh, tell a story, a random story for for like a assignment. And, you know, not everybody is comfortable with that. I mean... Me neither, if there are 150 people before uh, in front of me. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's more common for extroverted people to become a member because it's a lot about talking. The whole night, if you come there, you just drink and talk. So if someone doesn't drink, do they like kick them out? or? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they cannot really kick you out. So the hazing has... Um, a function that you get to know the um, association, you get a group bond, and you get you are a little bit brainwashed because you are like for seven days or ten days you are within that community, you are only there, and um, they they want you to form a bond um, with everyone and everything in it, um, and then you have the introduction time where you get to meet a lot of people from your year and f you have to form a group with people from your year. So you're the first year then. And um, that's your friend group. And if you form it, uh, that's after 10 weeks, you have to have a group. Then that's the group you have to be with for the rest of your time at that association. It's not bad, to be honest. Like... I understand this, a lot of things can go wrong in this process, <laughs> but the idea per se, yeah, it's not a bad I mean, idea. It's it's very nice, yeah. actually. I, I like the idea too. It's a easy way to meet a lot of people also from your whole year and to create a bond. But yes, in... The idea is good, then we need to see what's the execution yeah. and that changes, you know, depending on who... Yeah, I mean, I would say that with guys, there's a little bit less drama in forming the groups, but many that's girls. That's always true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many girls, and and that's also said to you in the beginning, like these are your friends that are going to be there for the rest of your life. You know, you form friendships for life, and that puts a lot of pressure on the group you're about to form, because with every new person, you think, oh, do I see? me spending you know the rest of my mm. life as you know it's it's and because you're a bit brainwashed you are programmed a bit to think like that um i, I also thought a bit like that and for example um I, I met a couple of girls and i organized a couple of evenings uh some other people also organized a couple of evenings also outside of the mandatory evenings mm -hmm. we had to go to um the association that's only in the beginning um some associations actually want you to come three times a week for a whole year. That's mandatory. Wow. And I also had to do, um, or every student's association requires you as a first year to do some chores in your first year. and Like cleaning? Cleaning. Okay. 
Um, and uh, some are nice to the people who clean and some actually use it as a sort of another hazing night. Yeah, so bullying. Can, yeah, <laughs> bit bullying, um, which I don't really like. I'm, I'm not a fan of this whole idea of hazing and bullying. Um, yeah, some people just, you know, don't like it. Uh, some people I can, imagine. can yeah. you know, um, take it with a grain of salt, you know, but that's depends on the person. Um, but um, I but was told yeah. this is like um, really like a Dutch <coughs> thing that you're saying. Yeah. Like, are there also international students in the student association or no? Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, no, you have to speak Dutch. Uh, okay. There is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. there is uh, there is one student association which is um, especially for international students or you know Dutch students who want to go a bit international. Um, AG, it's called. It's in some cities in Europe too, and they also go to each other on the trips, and that's mixed. But uh, yeah, so in reality, as a international student here, or there are some bit of exclusive. Okay, um, but cool to cool. yeah. It was but a good question. I I never imagined that was the case. If you speak Dutch, I mean, there was one girl who was from South Africa, and they speak sort of Dutch. It's it's similar, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, she joined. And she was welcome because we could understand each other. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know um, what I what's my opinion about that. That's just the way it is. It's, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it is. But uh, you also went abroad recently. Yes. You went to study abroad, or uh, yeah. what did you do there? Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's the same in other countries, but in the university system here. Uh, it is possible to, besides your major, do a minor, which is half a year. Uh, so half a year of the three years. No, we had Erasmus. Yeah. Is it, it's different from Erasmus, right? What is Erasmus? Uh, I, I know Erasmus, is, is that like an exchange again? Kind of, like for, you decide to um, do a semester in another country. So you are basically continuing your education, but you do a semester in somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But in your major? In your major. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry for interrupt. What does it mean, major? Field, like a study field. Yeah, but what's the, the difference between major and minor? So major is, I study computer science. That's my major. Um, and I mean, some people study history. That's also a major. Sure. So that's the, the, the main study topic. you choose. Yeah. Uh, a minor is the half a year uh, where you choose to um, dive into a different field. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can do a minor in anything, really, uh, psychology. But um, in Utrecht, uh, it's a little bit more loose in the sense that you, we can also just choose to do a couple of courses from different fields and just fill it up like that um not really only one field and of course we can do an exchange as well but mm. it doesn't have to be in the major 
Okay. Um, and I did an exchange as well. Um, I was more interested in where I was going than what, what I, was I was doing. Going oh, to nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went to Japan. Uh, and I was a student of the arts and letters fac faculty. Okay. Uh, which was languages. And yeah, I mean, they. I followed a course in um, the Japanese pop culture, so things Absolutely like that. nothing to do with your IT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with your computer science. So, computer yeah, science. it was completely different. That is why you had the photo with the Japanese uh, dress or it was something else? Yeah, there was also a course which I could just follow. Mm. Uh, it was about the traditional Japanese culture and every... Um, um, every week there would be a guest lecturer mm -hmm. uh, who was, for example, a dancer or some something to do about traditional Japanese. For example, a group of women who do you know know a lot about kimonos, and it was just us listening to them afterwards writing a reflection about what we've learned from the lecture Amazing. that was it <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> and, yeah and i'm sure i mean japan versus here in the netherlands i imagine there would be a lot of differences in the in the student culture something that yeah shocked you do you think they work more than here <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i just see in, in our culture, in general, um, we Dutch people really value, or European people, I don't know how broad I can sure. <laughs> make it. We really value our free time mm -hmm. and value having fun, while um, the Japanese also like having fun. Um, it is very much expected of you to get high grades, study hard, work a lot. Um, and um, for example, here it's also common after high school or between bachelor's and master's to take a gap year, um, which is a year where you don't study and do something else. And afterwards you start studying. Um, yeah. And but some why, why do you say a gap? Is it like something that's... Is official like to university you have to report it that no, okay uh, you don't have to report anything I mean if it's in your masters in you know if you're in the middle of it and you want to take a gap year I, I guess you can and then you have to notify the university <laughs> oh this year I'm not going to be a student but next year I will and many people do it actually to travel um, to travel uh, Asia, for example, Vietnam, Thailand, um, that sort of thing. And that is also quite accepted by parents or society because it's also, it is also believed by many people that you learn a great deal from it. Yeah, um, life, exper life experiences. Life experience, yeah. yeah. But also many parents do think that a gap year is a bit like, okay, why don't you study, uh, why don't you just travel in the holidays, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I also understand. Yeah, uh, understandable. I, mean, I, I don't want to generalize everyone, mm. um, but it is common. Um, so 
um, in Japan, it's a bit unthinkable <laughs> that somebody would do that. There's also, I heard, um, if you don't get a job before a certain age, then many employers don't want you anymore because you're older. Wow. That's so much that's pressure. So much pressure to perform, but also stay healthy. Mm. Um, and that was a shocking thing as well as, for example, the whole way of interacting and the way that is acceptable to greet each other or um, to present yourself is you mean teacher, very different. Teacher yeah. to student or student to student? As, as well, yeah. So um, they have a lot of ways to uh, talk formally to somebody else. In uh, English, there isn't even a formal way to say the word you, while they have a lot or a lot of ways to speak formally to somebody. Uh, Teacher-students is very, um, you know, that relationship should show a lot of respect, the student towards the teacher. And for example, here, as you probably experience, um, we can just call our teachers sometimes by their first names. and just that's too much for yeah. me also like <laughs> they will throw you out if you do it in iran like the teacher would ask you to leave the but classroom. um in high school it is actually t- taught that we have to call our teachers by their last name that's common in high school um, but after that i feel like the last few decades this has been evolving like this because i mean um before, uh, so uh, like my parents' generation, many people would call their f- father or mother formally, address them formally. So it has been evolving. I guess we have become more free in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So um, what was also shocking um, was that people were not very talkative in general just not people were very calm very quiet in uh, public transport everybody was calm it was expected of you everybody followed the rules with uh, the masks for example and if you were waiting for a bus people would just line up automatically I, i feel the same here no at a certain degree yes we do feel the same here that's organizing and there it is also politeness a lot because i wouldn't say dutch people are too polite people can be polite especially the older generation um but i was taught to address people that were at least 10 years older than me for example with a formal way of saying you and I still do that also with my teachers, but a lot of people around me don't anymore, mm-hmm. but that's my generation. Um, yeah, so in Japan, it was just um, the the respect and the politeness. If you asked a very tough looking guy on for directions, he would immediately, you know, run in front of you to show you the way. And um, yeah, it so also nice. just, they are... Because this is a uh, the Netherlands is a very individualistic culture, so everybody is, you know, um, deciding their own 
decisions and forming their own path, having a lot of freedom um, while also experiencing some stress. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah. In the meantime, um, there it is actually a bit predetermined which path you will go. Of course, you will try to get into the highest universities and you will um, choose a major and you cannot switch majors, which is actually quite common here. If you try out a major and then you don't like it and you stop and then you'll next switch. year yeah, you will try out another one. But now you came back. You stayed there six months? Uh, yeah, five months. Five months. Five months, you came back. Is there one or two things that you are actually missing? Mm, yeah, I mean, the food. Oh, it's, wow. uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a very um, stereotypical thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the 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 netherlands is not known for the best cuisine mm -hmm. um i mean the food there was very cheap also eating out was very cheap and it was always good um i mean if you want to get a bit of a more luxurious meal it's a meal it's uh less cheap of course, of course. but it was just all very good many traditional dishes and here a traditional dish is mashed potatoes with some kind of <laughs> vegetable and it, yeah. sausage you know yeah <laughs> which is still i find it still good like but it nothing too. special <laughs> yeah. when i was younger i didn't really like it though yeah. um but now i like it too yeah so it, it's it's the food i would say and um i know i said before that uh the japanese i mean we we value having fun a lot but the Japanese people actually also really know how the concept of, you know, they have karaoke, they have a lot of flashing lights, they have manga and anime, and they, they yeah, are very good in thinking of ways to entertain yourself or others. Um, and there were just many, many fun things to do while here. Um, yeah, we just... When we do an activity, we actually meet up and talk. And drink. And drink. <laughs> uh, and just around every corner, there was something new and exciting, uh, like a temple or, I don't know, everything was just so different. Are you hungry? Yes, I'm okay. hungry. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Thank you a lot. And uh, to the next time. Bye. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye.